0: What's the first step in manifesting your deepest desire? It's to forget who you are. Welcome to the Manifestation Matters podcast, dedicated to exploring the divine creative power that lives inside us all, and how you can use the spiritual science of manifestation to create the life of health, happiness, love, and abundance you deserve. I'm your host, Eric Wall Robinstein, and I'm glad you're here. There are so many things that can keep us pinched off from our God given manifestational power, which is something, of course, that keeps us blocked from fulfilling our deepest desires and living the kind of lives. That we wish to live. Of course, I'm talking about things like a confusion about the laws that govern manifestation, and a faulty worldview that causes us to work against ourselves, or even a false conception of self that leaves us filled with doubt and uncertainty. I could go on and on. But here's what I want you to know these are all things that can be easily fixed. Which, of course, would leave you totally empowered to sculpt whatever you want from the infinite potential that your life holds. And as you might imagine, we'll be tackling all of these and more in future episodes. But, for today, we'll be zeroing in on a critical first step. One that is absolutely fundamental to manifesting anything from money to health and from love to career success. And strangely, it's a step that hardly anyone is talking about. And as I already mentioned, that first step is forgetting who you are. It's a piece of the manifestation puzzle that when omitted will keep you nailed firmly your current reality, which is why so many of us struggle and fail. Let's think about this for a minute. The poor person who tries to manifest wealth, the sick person who tries to manifest health, or the single person who tries to manifest a partner, they all miss the fundamental point A poor person cannot be wealthy. A sick person cannot be healthy. And a single person cannot have a partner. Just as black cannot be white and high cannot be low. As they say, you cannot put new wine into old bottles or new patches on old garments. Just think about it. Poor and rich, sick and healthy, alone and together. These are states of being that are 100% incompatible with one another. And so to be one is by its very definition to exclude the other. So as you pray for wealth, conscious of your poverty, or as you visualize health, aware of your disease. Or as you pine for a partner, saddened by your loneliness, you're actually busy creating the very experience you seek to escape. This is why, if you wish to change your reality. You must first make room for that new reality. As Gandhi said, you must be the change you wish to see in the world. And the first step is to forget who you are. I say you must forget who you are. It would be actually more accurate to say you need to forget who you think you are. At least if you're like 90 some odd percent of the people on the planet. You see, the fact is most of us have come to believe ourselves to be this human body and mind. The one we see peering back at us in the bathroom mirror every morning. But this is not fundamentally who you are. I mean, sure, it may be true that your physical self is an aspect of who you are. But your physical self is also the most powerless and impotent aspect of who you are. It is not a manifester. It is the manifested. It's an aspect of three-dimensional reality that the manifester, that the creator, that the real you has, in fact, created. But here's the important part. If your physical self has been manifested as unwell, it must be forgotten to make room for the well. And if it has been manifested as poor, it must be forgotten to make room for abundance. And if it has been manifested as forlorn, it must be forgotten to make room for being loved. And this is why you must forget who you believe yourself to be. Forget your state of lack. Forget your state of disease. Forget your state of woundedness, your state of doubt or fear, of loneliness, and any other state that stands in opposition to what you want. Abandon all of the adhesions of identity that have calcified themselves around your being. Cover them all over with a thick fog of forgetting. And then, like the prodigal son, return home to who you are and the riches and health and wonder and abundance that awaits you. So what does it mean, exactly, to come home to who you are? Well, quite simply, it's this. Once you have forgotten who you are, with all of the limiting attributes and beliefs and identifications, then you must remember that you are. To paraphrase the words of the great Neville Goddard, forget who you are, forget where you are, forget what you are, and notice that you are. Notice something here that is aware of simply being, your sense of I am. Remembering that you are means to relax into the underlying sense of, well, awareness. An awareness that just is. But two, we must be careful. Because you must resist the temptation to look for the I am. For it's not an object to be found. It is the very thing which is aware of objects that can be found. And nor should you think about it, for a mental construct about the Creator, about the I Am, is as far from the Creator as heaven is from hell. Your mind may conceptualize it as a soul, or spirit, or some ethereal divine entity. But those constructs and your seeking only serve to take you further from perceiving it. For in the words of St. Francis of Assisi, what you are seeking is what is seeking. And for that reason, our way to return home to the I am is to relax back into it. Right now, notice is there not some aspect of you that is in this moment aware of these? Words. And isn't that same aspect of you also aware of the sensations in your body? And isn't it too, right now, aware of your thoughts and every other thing you could possibly be aware of? But there's something else, too. Because your I am, the one that is functioning right now in this moment, aware of these sounds, aware of these words, aware of these thoughts, is more than simply aware. It is infinitely creative. I mean, can you not, right in this moment, create a new and different thought? Anyone you wish at will? The thought of you on a beach? White sand, palm trees? Placid teal water as far as the eye can see? The thought of you with $20 million? Sitting in a luxury home, on the deck with a cup of tea, enjoying your majestic mountain view. Or the thought of you relaxing in a hot tub with the love of your life, a smile on your face and warmth in your heart. Anything you want. Instantly and without friction, created within you, created by you. Your conscious self, this I am, is not a thing, but a presence, an aware presence with the creative power to be anything it wishes. And yes, we are speaking about God in you. And let us not forget, with God, all things are possible. I realize there are some who will dismiss the fruits of this creative power. For anyone can create thoughts, some will say. That's just imagination. But what about reality? They will want to know. And with that, I will caution you. Those are two of the most dangerous words in the English language. Just imagination. At least that's true when it comes to manifestation and you consciously creating the life of your dreams. And here's why. Imagination is just another word for consciousness. And consciousness is just another name for the creator. And the creator is just another name for God, the cause of all things. The fact is, your thoughts, the ones that come from your so-called imagination, or consciousness if you prefer, are the very blueprint upon which your world is built. Your thoughts are the living cause of the world. And the three-dimensional world itself is but the dead effect of your past thoughts. And while it may go without saying, if you wish to manifest anything, even a thimbleful of water into the world. You must dwell in the realm of cause, the realm of the cause of the manifestation, not in the realm of the effect. That is to say, in the world of the imagination and not in the realm of the so-called reality we've been taught to overvalue. But back to those two dangerous words, just imagination. Too many of us have been taught that imagination is merely the realm of fantasy, of child's play. And is somehow less important and less real than the hardened reality around us. But when we take this attitude, there are some very nasty consequences that come with it. Because when we believe imagination to be a frivolous distraction, we turn our backs on our true and living creative power and end up struggling against the so-called facts of the dead present. So your I am is the light of consciousness. And the light of consciousness is the creator. And by the way, for those keeping score, this is not just hearsay. It's something we see across the scriptures from East and West. The Upanishads remind us the whole world is consciousness. The Bhagavad Gita teaches The only reality is consciousness. And the Holy Bible tells us everything that is made manifest is light. And that light is consciousness. This is why manifestation is truly a spiritual act. Because the first step is about solving the problem of your mistaken identity. The very same problem that all religions and spiritual traditions of the world are dedicated to overcoming. Something they would call enlightenment. Others might call spiritual liberation or God-realization. And you cannot awaken to the all powerful and infinite I am that you are until you make room for it by forgetting the small, separate, and impotent one that you are not. This is what's meant by the passage for whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life. For my sake shall find it. And of course, for my sake is for the sake of I am. But there's one more very important thing related to all of this. My work to awaken myself. It's not something done as Eric. But it must be done as the one who is aware of Eric. For liberation means to be liberated from Eric, not be liberated as Eric. And the same is true for you. This is why the invitation is to awaken to your most fundamental, dare I say, most spiritual self that truly is free from the entanglements of identity. The I am before it associates with a name. The I am before it associates with a gender or an age or personality. The I am before it is colored by circumstances or perceived limitations. Because this is the seat of your power as a manifester, as the creator. How is it then that we go about forgetting who we are and resting back into our i-amness? Well, we merely need to suspend the mental narratives and the beliefs and the patterns of thought that are obscuring our perception of our i-amness. Because I am is always here. You always are. The sense is always operative. We simply need to clear the decks, in a manner of speaking, of the distractions. Of course, our work is not to permanently forget who we are, to erase our past and our identity and even our woundedness permanently. But rather, our work is to reconnect with the truth of our divine self. So we may re-emerge as that which we desire to be, with that which we desire to possess. And more on that exact process in a future episode. But back to the forgetting— to the connection with that pure I am-ness. Meditation can be a tremendous help in this endeavor. where meditation is designed to quiet the mind, and the quiet mind reveals the I am. And that's why I've created a guided meditation recording for you as the companion to this week's episode and is specifically designed to help you rest back into your unconditioned I am. I recommend you perform the meditation each morning this week, and then watch how it changes how you feel throughout the day, and your ability to perceive your deeper self. You can download your copy free on my Patreon page, at www.patreon.com slash manifestationmatters. And I'll put a direct link in the show notes below. Well, that's it for this episode. And I hope our discussion today helps you to awaken to the experience of your truest self. The powerful and limitless imagination within. The I Am. And as always, thanks for listening. And a huge, huge thank you to all of my patrons whose support makes this podcast possible. And don't forget to grab your free meditation recording over on my Patreon page so you can take your next steps in your journey to awakening your manifestational powers. And lastly, anything you can do to help spread the word about the podcast would be appreciated more than you know. Share it with friends, post an honest review, or even give it a thumbs up if you're listening on YouTube. It all helps to spread these powerful teachings and make the world a kinder and happier place. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.